This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk to you about the word and the concept in that word, inconceivable. Now, inconceivable is defined in the Vedic literature. The Vedic word is akinchana, and it means inconceivable. Now, inconceivable is very significant because God's energy is beyond our conception, beyond our thinking jurisdiction. That's what inconceivable means, okay? It is beyond our thinking, jurisdiction, or understanding. I can't figure it out. I can't grasp it. I can't perceive it in its true value or true nature. This is rarely experienced by us because we're in the human form of life and we have good opportunity in the human form. But we get it when we look up at the stars, when we can contemplate the size of the universe. Your contemplating of a size is like, well, that's as much as I can imagine, but it's actually bigger than that. <laughs> the whole material manifestation is inconceivably big. The distance between the different planets is inconceivable. Have you ever traveled a thousand miles and, and noted the distance? How about traveling 50,000 miles? How about 5 million miles? You can't really conceive of it. You've not experienced it. You only know what traveling like you know, 250 or 500 miles or something of that variety. But to think of traveling 20 million miles, the sun is what? They say 93 million miles away. <laughs> you got a good conception of that? No. It's inconceivable. We're in a experience uh, sphere, let's call it. We're in a sphere of experience that many things are inconceivable. Just like go to the beach and think about how many grains of sand are there. <laughs> okay? You can fill your hand with the grain with the sand. And you go, how many grains of sand are in my hand? And you go, phew, a lot. Well, that's almost a palm fold is next to nothing. I got a beach that stretches a mile in front of me. And it's as wide as a four-lane highway. And it's, I don't know, how many meters deep. So the amount of grains in that area is inconceivable to me. So what's this is word is being employed in our understanding of the potency of the supreme personality of Godhead. The potencies of the Lord are inconceivable because he's created all the grains of sand. He's created all the planets in the universe. This is one of millions of universes according to the Vedic literature. And this is all in the temporary manifestation. That's all temporary. And the spiritual world is eternal. And there's three times as many planets there as there are universes here. 
Now, that's really getting into the realm of inconceivable, just like how many grains of sand are on this beach. And if you're able to get your head around how many are on this beach, think about all the other beaches. Oh, my goodness. It's like how many waves are in the ocean? Count that for me, please. Huh? What? So we have to recognize that beyond our thinking jurisdiction, and yet the Lord pervades the entire manifestation, and he is beyond it. So we cannot comprehend this material world, which is really insignificant compared to the spiritual world. So how can we comprehend what is beyond this? This means that which is beyond this world is that which our logic, our philosophical speculation cannot touch. Therefore, an intelligent person avoids useless arguments and speculations, and he should simply accept what is written and given from the Supreme Lord in scriptures. The Vedic literature is most pure, and many of the other religions that haven't been edited by man contain the same information. Once man starts tinkering with it, all he can do is degrade it. Man cannot improve the scriptural injunctions given by the Lord in the different bona fide religions on the planet that are meant to assist you and elevate your consciousness. Man cannot improve that. Vedic literature says that religion is actually created by the Lord because man cannot he does not have the thinking it's beyond his thinking jurisdiction it's beyond his mental speculation it's beyond his philosophical concept it's beyond his logical concepts it's beyond all of that so real religion emanates from the Lord and yet the Lord is inconceivable even to that religion. In the Vedic literature, it's fully delineated expression and understanding of the Supreme Lord and his name, form, qualities, pastimes, activities, associates, interactions, and potencies. And yet the Vedas themselves recognize they don't really know all of it. It is so inconceivable that whatever level you're at, it's still beyond you. Whatever study and growth and contemplation you may have achieved with your mental, logical, philosophical, whatever uh, potency is inadequate. It's, yet, we have this desire to understand what's out there, what's beyond the beyond, what is summum total of it all. The Vedic literature says, the summum bonum is the supreme personality of Godhead who is complete and independent from all of his energies and creations. And we are one of his energies, and this material manifestation is one of his creations. And he is still aloof and beyond it. And he has such potency that he has separated himself by his super soul manifestation and accompanies every single living entity like you and I within the heart and is witnessing and delivering karmic reaction according to our activities 
and he's witnessing your fulfillment of your desires and your quality of your actions and he is your best friend and best well-wisher wanting you to come out of the misconception that you're so important wanting you to come out of the struggle for existence with these temporary material bodies wanting you to revive your eternal spiritual consciousness and accept your eternal spiritual form and engage in loving service and play interact with the lord in a loving playful eternal blissful status of life that is normal and that is where the lord derives the most pleasure from his relationship with you and this is where you come above all these misconceptions the material world has on you. The Lord has been so kind to create the Maha Mantra, and in the Maha Mantra, which is uh, comprised of his transcendental names, you can taste the nectar of love of God through that mantra. In the beginning, it assists you to understand you're not this body, it is your car, temporary car. And you actually, you are an eternal spiritual spark, part and parcel of the Lord, given independence that's never taken away from you. And that's the beginning. That identity satisfies the intelligence to where the intelligence then can have peace. I know who I am. And then the taste that's given by the Maha Mantra is the taste of happiness. The taste of engaging one in the exchange of loving service with the Lord now, constantly, immediately, everywhere. And that service grows into reaping ecstasy. The ecstasy of service selflessly is way above anything that can be experienced with the body through the senses and the mind. This is where the intelligence is satisfied and is mature and understands his proper perspective and he's acting correctly as an eternal part and parcel servant of the Lord and exchanging happiness. So what does the Lord want? Let me do that. He is pleased. How do I know? I feel wonderful. Well, let's do something again. Oh, I feel wonderful again. Well, wait a minute. Can I do it again? Can I again and again? Can I not stop? Can I render this loving service constantly and be in this happiness constantly? The answer is yes. That is your normal condition. That's why you're struggling in the material world, looking for that normal condition. And the Vedic literature is instructing you about this. And the Lord is waiting in your heart for you to wake up to this. And as soon as you wake up, he answers. He reciprocates. Yes, render me some service. Start this process of loving devotional service without expectation of return. See to the satisfaction of the Lord. See to the satisfaction of the spiritual master. Associate with those that are working on the same platform, trying to render loving service to the spiritual master and the Lord. It ends up a support mechanism. It ends up a fulfillment. It ends up reality. It ends up bliss. Ecstasy is the word used in the Vedic literature. And this ecstasy, even, it grows. It starts with periodically tasting the joy of loving service. 
to where the loving service is going on unbroken, unending, constantly bringing an ecstasy of happiness that doesn't go away. And that even grows and advances to where it's called prema, unrestricted love of God, massively above everything we're able to experience in this material world with these material bodies. This is where eternal peace, complete satisfaction lives, joy, happiness, exalted, uh, loving ecstasy. This is the condition that you actually are looking for throughout all the quests and queries and fears and worries of the material world. It's looking for this treasure. This treasure is being delivered to you free. It's inside the Maha Mantra. The Maha Mantra carries the transcendental potency of the ecstasy of love of God to you. It is an amazing, concise expression of loving mercy to you from the Lord. He created the Maha Mantra and he instilled it with his own personal potencies such that everything is possible for you to achieve can be done through the vibration of the Maha Mantra. And it's free. And it's available to you. And you become the controller of it. You're able to use it and chant it and sing it and hear it all you want. And the more you use it, the more ecstasy, the more happiness, the more fulfillment, the more service you do. And this is normal. All this struggle for existence and all this get a job and get a house with a picket fence and two kids and a dog and a cat. And all this external stuff is just illusory temporary happiness but the rendering of loving devotional service is instilled in the heart of the sincere person who allows the maha mantra to enter into the ear and awaken the divine eternal qualities of the living entity he reaches this highest perspective this highest position of transcendental loving service in ecstatic love of god it's there in the Maha Mantra. It's waiting for you. It's crying for you. It's the Lord is patiently allowing you to do what you want to do instead of loving him and rendering service to him. All these desires you have, all these karmatic reactions that are compacting you, some good, some bad, some very confusing, some very uplifting, all of them are temporary manifestations. But the loving service that you reach to through the Maha Mantra is not temporary. The chain of karmetic reaction is broken. You are not bound to continue the cycle of birth and death and birth and death and birth and death. You're freed, liberated from your own desires and the reactions of your own desires. And you're placed on a platform of reviving your eternal consciousness and devotional service by the grace of the spiritual master. And the Lord is very pleased to welcome you home. The Lord's position is he's created the multitude of living entities and the living entities are given free will. And if they misuse their free will, they end up here in the material world in temporary bodies. And if they properly use their free will, they end up in the spiritual world in eternal bodies, in eternal happiness, in loving devotional service, completely in ecstatic love. And so he created the Maha Mantra to liberate you from this material manifestation if you misused your independence. 
Your mind, your senses, your consciousness, your intelligence can all be purified. And you can be uplifted again to your normal condition of ecstatic love of God and emotional service without expectation of return. This is your right. This is your destiny. This is your normal. This is what the Lord wants for you. And this is really what you're looking for. We go through life looking for so many things, hoping this will be the answer, hoping this will satisfy me, hoping this will be enjoyable, hoping this can be sustained. Trying to find a permanent position where it doesn't deteriorate, come apart, fall down, break, hurt you, scare you. That's only available in the hearing the maha mantra, letting the mantra penetrate the ear is the beginning. The lo devotional love of God begins with hearing. Hearing the truth, hearing the right perspective, hearing the maha mantra, hearing the Vedic literature, hearing the Lord in your heart. He's calling you. Please render some service. Please let me reciprocate with you. Do some humble service. I will reward you greatly. I miss you. I want you back. Every one of us is wandering in the material world trying to fulfill desires and getting bound up and implicated in the karmetic reactions they cause. And one lifetime's worth of activities causes another lifetime of reactions which is mixed with new activities and new desires. And the cycle goes on and on and on. We have no idea how many births we've taken in this material world. Could be ten, could be a thousand, could be a million. We're eternal. We don't understand. We've got lost. We misuse our independence. We've associated with the wrong people. We've valued the wrong things. We've looked in the wrong direction, the wrong place. And we've got ourselves in a cycle of nonsense that's keeping us from finding what we're looking for. And the spiritual master is sent to you by the Lord out of his compassion. I'll send you a bona fide spiritual master who will never be contaminated so that he can, can, he can advise you purely. And I'll send him to this material world. I'll send him to your door. You'll find him. You'll meet him. You'll read his book. Someone will come and tell you his name. Whatever has to happen so that you can start the reviving of your original consciousness and revive your eternal occupation. And the spiritual master brings you the Vedic knowledge and the Maha Mantra and offers spiritual food. And those three things conquer over all the misconceptions and contaminations it's possible to collect in the material world. You can't get too fallen. All you have to be is sincere. I really want to do what's right. And no matter how thick the contamination is, no matter how long you've been here, no matter how many misconceptions and problems you're stuck with, they can all be cleansed by the potency of the Maha Mantra. That's the great gift in the Maha Mantra. It has that potency. I don't have that potency. You don't have that potency. But the spiritual master is protected and is free from contamination, so he does have the potency. Hearing the spiritual master speak the Maha Mantra into your ear is the turning point. That's it. It changes you. Even a disciple of the spiritual master, even a friend of a disciple of the spiritual master who injects the, spirit, the, the Maha Mantra into your ear, it starts to take effect immediately. To eat food, prashadam, offered to the Lord, immediately takes effect. To hear the Maha Mantra, 
from the mouth of someone who doesn't disrespect it immediately takes effect. To read it in the Vedic literature, immediately it takes effect. Your purification has been started. And again you'll hear the mantra, and again, and again, and again. And the purification is strengthening, and again, and again, and again, and again. Oh my goodness, it's increasing. Hearing, learning, reading, tasting, it's all purifying. The, the process is shocking. It's like this Maha Mantra is really potent medicine for the material disease. Just like if you have a sickness, it's a disease. Some medicines uh, kick it instantly. Some medicines take a bit of time, but they can do it. Some medicines have no effect. The Mahamantra is a very potent medicine for the ailments of material consciousness that we may have accumulated over many, many lifetimes. They can all be nullified, purified, and your original divine qualities can come right to the surface quickly by simply hearing the Mahamantra. This is the opportunity presented in the Vedic literature, presented in the Mahamantra, you must raise yourself out of these problems you have because there is an inconceivable potency that's been instilled in the Maha Mantra and delivered to you as medicine. This is the potent medicine for this particular age where you can come to the platform of loving devotional service irrespective of how fallen you are or how long you've been here or how bad your situation is. You simply have to sincerely want out. The sincerity is what makes the difference. No artificial attempt has any benefit. The Lord knows when you're sincere and the Lord knows when you're not. When you sincerely want a solution, it will come. This is the Vedic literature. This is the Vedic wisdom, the Maha Mantra. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.